Hi everyone, it's Jack from Up For Grabs here, and I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast as it's our first episode, and Abdi's microphone might go silent at some points, but we've tried to fix that as much as we can. We really hope you enjoy, and let's get started. Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Abdi. And I'm bringing you the first episode of the Up For Grabs podcast. It's an honour to be here with my friend Abdi. And Abdi, so let's get started on how, why we are doing this podcast. So, well, I think we both love football. We both play football. We both support two of the best football teams. I have to say, Arsenal's a bit superior, but Watford are a close second. And I think we want to share our views with the fellow people of the world who enjoy football. A hundred percent. I think it's going to be interesting as we're two. 13-year-old boys, and it could be refreshing just to hear a change of opinion for a lot of people. As you hear on Twitter, you just see 20-year-olds, 20, 30-year-olds 20 screaming their views about how it was back in their day. But we're in the modern we're in the modern game now, and it should be interesting for most people just to hear what we think as we're two schoolboys supporting the be- the best some of the best clubs in the world, but experience different football. So Okay. Abdi, what is your favourite match day food? Well, uh, down at the Arsenal, down at the end of the day, got all around the stadium, same food. Chips, banging, absolutely banging, high quality stuff. Uh, the drinks, I'm not so sure about, but the food, that's why we're here. Just chips, just take it all before, like, uh, that day. Tastes good. You're, you're very lucky. You're very lucky because at Watford, we, you're very lucky to get chips, but if you get a hot dog, you you must have arrived a few hours early. We ran out of food very quickly, and I do love. There's a burger school, uh, burger school, uh, burger stall called Only Fools and Horses, outside Watford. Only stools and horses outside Watford. Sorry, I must correct myself there. And it's great burgers, and I do miss. I do find sometimes if you go on an away trip, the the burgers there unbelievable compared to Watford. The burgers aren't great, and I still have very vivid memories of about two years ago, Watford being typical Watford, hottest day of the in England for a while, they ran out of water. It was ridiculous. I'm not sure you experienced that at the Emirates. Well, but... like, the good thing about the Emirates is because they normally run out before kickoff, but at half-time, <laughs> they, like, get new food in. That's good. They, they restock. They they restock, which is which is very good. I'm sure most people are, uh most people are happy with. So we lots have been lots has happened in the Premier League in the last few weeks. Wilfred Zaha has decided to stop taking the knee. However, Watford centre back Christian Cambaselli thinks it's extremely important that we still take the knee. What do you think? Well, I think um, we should definitely continue to take the knee until the end of the season. I think changing it suddenly in the middle of the season will be seen as a negative thing to do because it'll be taking something away. Whereas if you change it naturally between seasons, it would be a natural evolution, taking it uh, from one stage to another. Whereas cutting it, if you cut something, if you change something suddenly, it's going to be, why have they done this? Are they not supporting it anymore? Whereas if you change it in the middle of the season, uh, I mean, between seasons and replacing it with something else it's good being of course the messaging should be put out there uh, yeah 100 percent 
I think that the first time, I think it was the first game since lockdown and you saw all the Aston Villa and Sheffield United players get down on the knee. And I found it a very, very powerful message. And what I was going to say was, so you know, with taking the knee, it's extremely important. As you said, we should phase, sort of phase it out, but not phase it out at the end of the year. October is Black History Month. So I think with the poppies, how they do it in November, they should have something in the in their crest. And for that month, they take the knee. So it keeps on ticking over every year. So people don't forget. And I think something important is the quote of Christian, Christian Cabasali said, he asked, his son asked him why he takes, why he, why they take the knee. And he explained to him why, why they actually, why they take the knee. And he said, and he thought that if they didn't take the knee, his son would, would have no education about what's going on. And I think it's really important that we, people need to be educated at football. Because I understand Wilfred Zaha's reason for it, but it should be phased out. It shouldn't be suddenly cut out. Yeah, I definitely think so. They have said Aston Villa Sheffield United back in June. June, year. yeah. That's powerful. But if you're watching the old club, I think last week, which was like a cracking game to be fair, I think it was yeah. one one. But cracking game. They chose not to take the knee in terms of uh, but uh, in the period before people fled they took the knee for eighteen seconds. It just stood. Uh hands behind back, just like a powerful stance, like the ones I think they I think they did it to be correct, just to be correct there. Because uh, Ray, a Rangers player was racially abused by a Slavia Prague player and they were standing up to show their support for him, which I, which, sorry, leading on to taking the knee, a bit of a subtopic, but Slavia Prague, I, I liked them against beating Leicester, like a English side, I liked Leicester, but it was interesting how they beat him, absolutely outplayed them, and na- now, that it's just cut, turned out they're ex- an extremely racist team, which is awful, there's no space for it in the modern day, and I, I know I'm a Watford fan and you're an Arsenal fan, but I think for the first, one of the first times in my life, I would like Arsenal to absolutely destroy Slavia Prague. Yeah. I, I shoot. Oh, I'm definitely hoping we destroy them for mixed reasons. Firstly, of course, racism, not just from their players, but also for their fans. If you saw after the game. I saw the pictures of the fans. That is yeah. disgraceful. Disgraceful. If your players make a mistake, the fans have to go say that all the players' mistakes are fans against that. Agreeing with the fans and saying that, I don't think. Youngster of the week. So my youngster of the week, it's it's taken me, it's taken me a bit of thought. It has taken me lots of thought, and I'm going to leave it as Emil Smith Rowe. I know, I know this could be very controversial, as you're an Arsenal, not controversial, but I'm a Watford fan. You're an Arsenal fan, but I think Emil Smith Rowe has huge potential for the uh, for the future. I'm sure you could stick him in goal. And he would be amazing. He can literally play up and down the pitch wherever he wants. He's been a class player for Arsenal this season. I, of course, you've watched him, and I think I think he. How old is he? Let, we're just gonna get a quick Google search on this. He is age twenty, and he's got lots of potential. I think he made. I think he played. Yeah, he played for England today in the under twenty one um, yeah, qualifier. Under twenty one euro qualifiers. I think he's still playing quite quite well. 
Yes. I think he's honestly, in my opinion, youngster of the week, especially obviously how how old is Terry Karen Tierney? Uh twenty three. So Karen is extremely young. And have you seen in the North London derby I saw him pick up all of the Arsenal players after Eric Lamella had scored that Rabona kick. And he was like, let's go. Come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And he's like, we've got to score a goal, come on. And that's what they did. They went on and won the game very, very, like it was a captain. That is the definition of the captain's performance. A solid 8 out of 10 every week I'd give Kieran Tierney. What? I think all Arsenal fans seem to say he's a future captain. He's got that spirit, he's got that desire. Yeah. Now on to my youngster of the week. I gave a shout to Simeon, but probably could have been one of last week's youngster of the week. Of course, yeah. On today. But I think uh, Harvey Elliott is in for a good shout in the championship. I think he scored again this weekend. I I know my championship this year, especially because of Watford are in it. He. Harvey Elliott, I will tell you, did they they played Norwich and he he didn't actually score against them. So, but I I think he's a very good player. He's on loan, he's on loan from Liverpool, if I'm correct. I think he's got a lot of potential. So, Abdi, who is your youngster of the week? So my youngster of the week, I've taken lots of things into consideration. I think, as I said, Seema, although it was technically a bit of. Last week, I think he's uh, done a good performance. I should check how old he is. I don't want to give it to him. Twenty-four. Do you think that that can count? Twenty-four. I I think just about, just about on that, just about, just about. No, I, you've got that wrong. Wrong. I think you're looking at Watford's Ken Seema. He's only nineteen. You've got that one a bit wrong there. So. I would say he's definitely a youngster of the week. I'd say 19 is quite young. I don't know what you would though. My, my brother's 21 and he's at university. So I would say he's he's doing very well. And I would say he's from Senegal, if I'm correct. Senegal, dark horses for the next World Cup. Wow. Sadio Mane, Mendy, Koulibaly, Ismail Sarr, of course, going to tear it up. They've got um, Idrissa Gay. Unbelievable team. What do you think? Unbelievable team. Yeah. I think they've got a very good team, very good players. Um, Diallo. Yeah, I think they've got, uh, uh, of course, that connection with France and that many of their players. A club with the French leagues means many of their players have got a high uh, level of experience. They're playing tomorrow against Congo in the uh, AFCON qualification. So that's something to look forward to. my youngster of the week. I think you tried to sway me towards Seema there. I, I think I think are you gonna go for Seema? It's a close one. I've got two in mind. Unfortunately none of them are Seema. I think he's just third. I think I'm gonna go with n- number two Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen. I just think he played fantastically against um, us on the weekend. Of course, scored the goal from mm-hmm. quick thinking. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've got him in my fantasy team, or I did. So, I'll get a sta- uh, while Abdi's about to get his number one, I'm going to tell you if he had him in his fantasy team. 
So, Abdi, who is your number one youngster of the week? My number one youngster of the week is Martin Odegaard. Of course Arsenal it is. Arsenal bias showing again. Your Arsenal bias is showing again, but I would argue... I would argue he played very well against, um, was it West Ham? I think he created quite a few of the goals. And just to be correct, Aberdeen does have Jared Bowen in his fantasy team. So there we go. So everything's been fact-checked there. And I would say he, he he's a good y- youngster, but I wouldn't say he he's very good. But I, for this week, he has to get youngster of the week. He, he I think he has to get... It's between him and Smith Rowe, two Arsenal. So let's just give the trophy to Arsenal this week. I think they, I think they get the youngster of the week uh, trophy. And I'm actually going to give you a rant. We, we, we're just going to talk a random football on this podcast, just general football. I bet you didn't know this. Hector Bellerin played for for Watford in the thir- in the 2013-14 season, and I saw him play for Watford. I'm not sure most Arsenal fans would know that, but there you go. Played along with Big Troy Deeney. So there we go. So, goal of the week. This is going to be a short rush segment, but goal of the week for Sevilla. What do you think? Uh, I think mine, it's between two. Both happened last night. Mitrovic chipping the keeper from Ooh, five yards out. Very, that was an extremely good goal. And Hakan Chanaluyu for Turkey against the Netherlands in their fantastic 4-2 win. But I think just for the sheer audacity of it, I'm giving it to... Oh, I, I think it has to go to Bunu, who's who's a goalkeeper and he scored in the last minute. How, how how is it not possibly going to a goalkeeper who scored in the last minute? Where, where, why? Why? Alexandra Mitrovic is a Premier League striker. This guy is the goalkeeper for Seville. True, true, but I think audacity comes Okay, so due, due to some circumstances that has on his laptop, his Wi-Fi cuts out at 9 p.m. This could be very interesting. Wait, Okay, so Abdi may have to go due to his Wi-Fi cutting off at 9 p.m. every night. We're very, we're not very happy to hear that, but we're we're gonna carry on the discussion until he. So Jack, if you've not seen going around Twitter, there's a big question right now. As you know, England are currently playing, I think, 4-0 up currently against San Marino. Uh, fantastic young squad. And if there was one player from England's past, England's glorious past, who would bring back to play in this team, who would it be and why? All right. This could sound... He was one of the most controversial pa- players around, and I know you're a big fan of him. Has to be Paul Gascoigne. What a player. What a player, honestly, an unbelievable club. He he was a classy, he was a classless player, but he was he was a ridiculous player. The amount of skill he produced, that the the things he did. I'm gonna insert a commentary script. Maverick has gone forward with Stewart to the right, Lineker and Howes to the left. Is Gascoigne gonna have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say, brilliant. Schoolboy's own stuff. Oh, I bet even he can't believe it. Is there anything left? I think Gaz is definitely up there. He likely would have been my pick, but he's gone. Wow, it's a tough one. I think I'll try to take it. 
from a that point of view. And yeah. Bear is arguably the weakest position in this English team. If you think the goalkeeper, that's quite weak. You know, Pickford, dinosaur. Nick Mark. Pope. I would Pope say. Does. I think England have a lot of midfielders, so I think. Where, who would you play as the England right midfielder? Who would you play as the England right midfielder? Right midfielder. I think currently it'd have to be Jaden Sancho. But uh, if you bring it back now, let's say we go back to the past. Any winger. Let's go any winger you could possibly play. Got one in mind. Who is it? I think it's the obvious one. The... Uh, Bender himself, David Beckham. (laughs) 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 All right, I have to keep that in there, but I'm going to cut out of my life. Yeah, so David Beckham, unbelievable player, very gifted. Just I don't like him now. He's he's a bit cocky, and he's married like the Spice Girl who's married to. I don't know her name. Bit bit annoying to be honest. Anyway, so that is where we were going. That's where we were going with the England lineup. So, have you been paying attention to one of the most entertaining leagues, in my opinion, the Championship? It's an unbelievable league. Have, have do you do you follow it at all or not really? I pay some attention to the championship mostly because uh, both yourself and uh, my Norwich friends keep uh, pestering me saying why their teams are superior to others. I used to have a uh, English like second English team, uh, Sunderland. Don't know why. Uh, I'm the Premier League, just like a bit controversial as your mum's a big Leicester fan, but we'll, we'll go with it. And I'm surprised you haven't gone to Leicester. Uh, you haven't switched to teams to Leicester. It's fair you're not a glory hunter, but your mum's stuck with Leicester for ages now. And she was there when they won the Prem. She was there when they were in the Champions League. She's she's a diehard Leicester fan and they're doing better than Arsenal at the moment. So for once she gets revenge, she saw them in the Championship. So... Something I was going to say was the championship at the moment, ridiculous. Swansea dropping points, Brentford dropping points, Barnsley gaining form again, even though they did lose their last game. A team that I would love to see stay in the championship is Bournemouth. Oh my God, don't get me started. Jefferson Lerma was diving around, got Jao Pedro sent off for no reason, and then went on Twitter and then put a laughing emoji. So I think lots of what fans will use. One team in the EFL, who would it be? Has to be one team, Bournemouth, and because of the one man himself. Some people know Xavi as the Spanish Wilshire, and for that reason, it has to be the man, the myth, the legend, Jack Wilshire. Uh, you guys can't see this, but I'm showing Jack a big head model of uh, Jack Wilshire from his glory days in Arsenal, which I can't see yep. was two or around that. So, uh, absolute legend. Um, I happen to know that my old form teacher was invited to his wedding. Um, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but that that is very interesting. 
That I think wasn't it. Jack Wilshire claimed the only reason they got married was because of him. I think that could be correct. Anyhow, I'm going to end with something very controversial here. Biggest footballing rivalry in English football. So I'm going to throw it out there at number one. Portsmouth versus Southampton. I think ridiculous rivalry. I think it's one of the biggest right. You you no no chance. Give me give me a bigger rivalry. I'd say second Liverpool versus Man United. But Portsmouth Portsmouth Southampton Liverpool Man U, and then maybe a cheeky Arsenal Tottenham then Exeter Plymouth. Don't don't tell me other. What what else are you thinking? Give me big rivalries then. Give me the top one. English football. I'm going. I'm going English football. Just England. So we're excluding the old firm for obvious reasons. We are. We are. I have to say, um, the second city rivalry, uh, Aston Villa versus Birmingham. Back a few that... years, Jack Grealish uh, punching the. Oh, I I remember that a few years ago. That was, that was huge. And. Uh, lots of fans hate each other. I think I saw. If yes. But I saw a video of a Ipswich uh, town, uh, uh, Ipswich fan, telling a Norwich fan that if the Ipswich fan got two pieces of bread in both of his plates, he would still be less in bread than the Norwich fan. <laughs> well, that is <laughs> that is very good. Like that is that is very good. But I was going to say. As a Watford supporter, we're not really associated with rivalries, but I think there's a few. Our first one, Watford Luton, huge one. We, last time it happened, it f- happened for the first time in a few years, a few months ago in September. We won one 0 Come on, and the we had to bought. There's a statue of Graham Taylor outside of the stadium, and the Luton fans were threatening to destroy it, which is scum. Such a scummy, such a scummy place. It's ridiculous. I'd say Watford's other rivals would have to be Bournemouth and Crystal Palace. There's a history with Crystal Palace after Wilfred Zaha dived in the playoff final to get them a penalty to get them promoted. And Bournemouth, for obvious reasons, as I stated before in the podcast. What? Who would you say Arsenal's biggest rivals are in order? Spurs, then surprisingly, I'd say United because of the old wow Fenger days. Uh, put them up there, uh, you know, Pizza Gate, uh, yes, Uni diving to end off, yeah, then probably Chelsea, Mourinho days, um, another London rivalry. I think those are the big ones. There are, you know, other big six rivals. Like West Ham Palace. I don't really have them. I don't really dislike them as teams. I think people think I'm dodgy for it, but unfortunately, uh, unlike Robbie from AFTV, who uh, clearly wants to punch Smith Hasri on this occasion, um, I think in terms of Judas's for me, 
teams, the players, um, who I actually signed for. But you just had the impact on me as a guy, of course. So, so that's why, that's why you're not a big fan of. That's why you're not a big fan of Man United. But I, I still think the best story that emerged, the Arsenal Man U Pizzagate, Cesc Fabregas, flinging the pizza at Sir Alex Ferguson. So, yeah. So that is going to be the end of our first uh, episode of Up For Grabs. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. And I'm so excited to send this out. I hope everyone enjoys this and share this with all of your friends. And goodbye. I just have a special mention.